It could be one of the biggest discoveries in paleontology ever, and uh, it is associated with the Royal Saskatchewan Museum. Fossilized tree sap, which we call amber, waited for millions of years with the mosquito inside until Jurassic Park scientists came along. In 10 minutes' time, we're going to be joined by Ryan McKellar, who's the curator at the Royal Saskatchewan Museum. He's been working on uh, studying a dinosaur tail that they found preserved in amber. They found this at a market in Myanmar. And this is actually, it's feathered. You know, whoever was, uh, they were grinding it down and going to sell it as jewelry. They thought it was, uh, I don't know, some piece of, uh, you know, uh, I think they thought it was some piece of vegetation trapped in the amber. And somebody spotted it, uh, who was a paleontologist, at the market and thought, well, this is, this can't be, mm-hmm. but indeed it is. So in 10 minutes, we're going to be talking about that. Crazy. But moving right along, screen legend Kirk Douglas, no, he hasn't died. He turned 100 today. I'm Spartacus. 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 No, actually, you are... Iser Danielovich, the son of a poor Jewish immigrant uh, from Russia. Two of them, in fact. He had six sisters, and the spoken language at home was Yiddish. Changed his name later on to Kirk Douglas. And uh, he is, uh, you know, this is amazing. About I was studying about Kirk Douglas a little bit and reading mm-hmm. up on the guy because he turned 100 today. It's a really big deal. Let's face it. Most people don't, you know, last that long. And apparently he's still like he's quick and with it. He still is one of the contributors to Huffington Post. Is he really? Yeah, he, he writes a blog. It's incredible. He's been doing this since 2012. Anyhow, you know, he's never really received a competitive Oscar. He's been nominated three times, but no, he won a Lifetime Achievement Oscar in 1996 because somebody said, you got to be kidding. Kirk Douglas still doesn't have an Oscar. But, I, you know, I always hate those because I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you prob- get to a certain age, they'll just give you one. Yeah, but the problem is as you get older, they, sadly, there are less and less roles available for you. You know, they don't have a lot of roles for the 100-year-old guy that we're just going to steal the screen. Yeah, well, and the other thing is, you know, it does an Oscar really matter to you then? You know, they're, they're actual currency to get your next job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at that point, you're like, nah, I'm going to relax and write something, an opinion piece for the uh, Huffington Post. By the way, this is interesting as well. Um, he actually ro- bought the rights to uh, Ken C- Casey's novel, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And he, he uh, apparently shopped it. He starred in it on Broadway uh, in 1963. He shopped it around for more than a decade. To the studios, and everybody's like, nope, nope, not doing it. Gives his uh, the film rights to his son, Michael, turns it into an Oscar Best Picture. Huge. 1975, starring Jack Nicholson. That's a great gift. Yeah, it's not bad <laughs> at all. That's good that he's looking after his own. He also says that uh, Spartacus was one of his crowning achievements, mainly because it helped end the blacklist in the 1960s in Hollywood because he got Dalton Trumbo, uh, who won two Oscars for scripts that his name couldn't appear on during the blacklist, to write Spartacus, and he gave him the credit. And that was a, a big thing. If you haven't seen Trumbo, Brian Cranston, he's just amazing in anything he accent uh, stars in it you can watch it now on netflix by the way trombo was among the hollywood 10 these were a group of writers and producers and directors who were just barred from working and jailed in some cases because they refused to name names during the mccarthy anti-communism hearings and you know uh once his name was on spartacus eventually people f- felt free to you know come out and uh, say i am yeah i I'm am spartacus. the guy that wrote spartacus 
I'm a communist. Um, what else did he do? Oh, the man's done so many things. He's got uh, honored with the American Film Institute Lifetime Achievement Award. But I have to say, if you get to 100, that is a massive achievement. Congratulations to him. Um, you know, when you're 100, things are harder to do. Like, I would imagine dealing with buttons might be a... There's a segue here. Okay, but I hope so. Van Housen, who are... Uh, Van Heusen, rather, they they do a line of uh, dress shirts, men's dress shirts. They've come up with this new line of dress shirts that are is specifically for a demographic like people with Parkinson's and people that are you know aging that have a problem with uh, dexterity. Maybe they have arthritis, which affects more than fifty five million people. They have uh, put together this new line of dress shirts with magnets That's instead fine. of buttons. You know who's gonna eat this? I can't hear you. You know who's going to eat this up? What? The uh, male strippers. <laughs> You're just going to rip that shirt open? Not, no dangerous flying buttons? No projectiles? Yeah. I don't think they're really concerned about that. But I'll tell you, this is they believe this is a game-changing product line because it'll offer uh, people that, you know, their dignity back. They can, if you have limited dexterity, you can dress yourself again. You don't have to call somebody in to help you with your button. That's true. And uh, I you love it. You don't have to listen to that terrible Velcro tearing sound. Yep, that's true. And they say that this might also help stroke survivors, wounded service members, uh, visually impaired people, people with ALS, tremors, or neuropathy. By the way, my husband has magnets in his ski jacket, and I am so jealous of it. <laughs> Because it's so easy for him to just, you know, mm-hmm. he puts his his mitt into the top of the ski jacket and he can open up the jacket with ease. I've got to take my mitts off Bet if I want to do in anything. The bedroom too. Wow, you took it there. All righty. It was already there. Let's be serious. Uh, this story reminded me immediately of a Seinfeld episode. Drug and booze tests coming for TTC staff in uh, 2017. What could go wrong? It appears you will not be accompanying me to Africa. What? Why not? I'm afraid it's your urine, Elaine. You've tested positive for opium. That's right, Elaine. White Lotus. Yum, yum. Shanghai Sally. I love that show. The TTC will start uh, testing its employees for drug and alcohol use starting March the 1st. Of course, the union's not happy. Bob Kinnar, president of the Amalgamated Transit Union, Local 113, claimed that the Supreme Court has ruled that random drug tests are unlawful unless the employer can show justification. And they say there is no justification for this. And they are confirming that um, they will be, I guess... um, planning an injunction. They will file an injunction within the week. Under the plan, 20% of employees occupied in safety-sensitive positions, including management and executives, would be subjected to tests for drugs and alcohol. And they, those who will be tested include vehicle operators, maintenance workers, and supervisors. I have no problem with this. I, I'm I, sorry. I can't imagine anyone does, but they, it's the union's job to fight for every little thing. So. Lady Gaga. That's what they'll do. This is a, just a, an aside here because I'm going to wrap it up on this. Lady Gaga, uh, Gaga, however you want to say Gaga. it, uh, hid her tattoos at the 2016 Royal Variety performance for the royal family. She actually hid it with makeup uh, that went all the way because she has all these arm tattoos. And uh, it makes me wonder if she uh, somewhere in the back of her mind thinks that tattoos are t- tasteless. Classless. Well, yeah. yeah Why if, else if, would you cover it up? If you got them, you shouldn't you be proud of them? Right. I don't know. I'm just saying. Anyhow, uh, or coming... get used to sleeves. Yeah, 
Get used to sleeves. Get to know your sleeves. They're your best friends. Uh, we're going to talk to Ryan McKellar, who's a curator at the Royal Saskatchewan Museum, in a matter of minutes. He's talking about this interesting find, a dinosaur tail with feathers attached inside 